Welcome to the Vital Dawn Podcast for Monday, January 29th. U.S. equity futures are not doing a whole lot. S&P futures are unchanged. You have Dow futures down 50 points. That's 12 basis points. And then you have Nasdaq futures outperforming up 30 points or about 18 basis points. In Europe, you are looking at the major indices trading off modestly, about 5 to 15 basis points. Underperformance in Europe in autos, chemicals, basic resources, Banks, real estate, telecom, energy is trading up over a percent. Then you also have outperformance in healthcare, media, and staples. And then Asia saw mixed price action, strong gains in Japan. The Nikkei rallied 77 basis points. Hang Seng jumped about 80 basis points. Uh, mainland China lagged. You had the Shanghai Comp fall 90 basis points. So incremental macro news. Um, the highlights came out of the Middle East. So there are a few moving pieces. You had a strike on U.S. forces in Jordan yesterday by Iranian-backed militants. They have, they killed three U.S. soldiers. This is the first time U.S. soldiers have been killed since the Hamas terror attack on Israel. Um, there have been multiple attacks on various U.S. assets and people in the region since that Hamas terror attack. This is the first time that there have been fatalities. So the world is waiting on the U.S. retaliation. You had Iran come out and say that they had uh, no direct involvement in those attacks, suggesting that their militant groups are kind of going rogue. Um, you know, I don't know uh, if the Pentagon will see much of a distinction. There are reports about various ways the U.S. could respond, including strikes directly inside Iran. Um, you know, unclear how this will will escalate from here. On the flip side, you have various reports suggesting that there is a Gaza ceasefire agreement being negotiated um, and making progress. Obviously, if that were to come to pass, that could help defuse some of the tensions. Oil spiked overnight. It has since given all those gains back. Um, it's about flat to down small, but still um, you know, above $83. So there's definitely, in the last week or so, been um, a lot more of a premium inside oil because of all the geopolitical events in the Middle East, specifically the, the Houthi attacks that are occurring in the Red Sea. Um, I think that's probably the single... Um, this the single incident in the Middle East that's causing the most concern or anxiety right now in oil markets. Um, so those that's that's the big incremental macro development. Otherwise, not a whole lot else to talk about as far as major news since the Friday close. But a few items to note: um, this is going to be a huge week of events on both the macro and micro front. So on the macro front, you're going to have a ton of eurozone inflation numbers, a lot of U.S. labor figures, including the January jobs report on Friday. Have obviously the Fed meeting on Wednesday, and then you get two announcements out of the Treasury. One today, where they will update their aggregate deficit forecast or their aggregate borrowing needs forecast for Q1, and then on Wednesday you'll get an updated issuance schedule um, for the specific uh, durations of Treasuries that they plan to sell. I don't think those Treasury announcements are going to create a lot of fireworks, but the economic data, including the Eurozone inflation numbers and the U.S. labor numbers, are likely to be. Um, dovish in their implications. You're going to see a uh, resumption of disinflation in, in the EU and then uh, cooling, further cooling in U.S. labor momentum. As far as the Fed's concerned, you know, I think the messaging will kind of be pretty similar. They're going to acknowledge progress on inflation. Um, they're going to be more explicit in ruling out the need for any further hikes. Um, you know, I, I, they're not going to be that explicit as far as if they're going to move in March or when they will move on the first rate cut. I think the tone as far as the March 20th meeting will probably be 
tempting to uh, downplay the market expectations for a cut. Again, I think the whole debate around if they go in March or they go the following meeting, um, I think it's somewhat irrelevant in light of the broader shift in monetary policy that's occurring. Um, you know, Again, I think if you look at the data from last week, including the Friday PCE, the Fed is more than justified in, hike, in cutting rates now. Um, and this was something talked about in a journal article over the weekend. You know, they're at, they're facing this problem whereby monetary policy is tightening every time inflation moves lower. The real rate is going up, and so simply to match the progress on inflation, they have to lower the funds rate just to keep the intensity of policy steady. Um, and I think that's something they're going to have to start to grapple with, which is why I continue to think March is more than appropriate for them to begin lowering rates. And then also you have the balance sheet process, the, the runoff quantitative tightening process that's also going to slow. That's something Powell, that's probably going to be the big wild card on Friday. I'm sorry, on Wednesday during the press conference is going to get a lot of questions about it. Um, it's not something that's going to happen imminently, but something that they're going to have to start providing more color and guidance to the market about how the logistics of it, how that's actually going to all unfold. Um, and then this is a super busy week of earnings. This is the peak volume week of the season. Um, and then you have you know all the major super cap tech names, Meta, uh, Google, Microsoft, Apple, Amazon report, along with a slew of other companies. Um, so really busy week of events on the macro and micro front. Um, for today specifically, the focus will be on that updated treasury borrowing forecast and then after the close earnings from Supermicro and Whirlpool. Supermicro might be the single most important event of the of the year so far for stocks. Remember, they had a huge upside pre-announcement. This is a relatively small company, but one that is uh, closely associated with artificial intelligence. With a huge upside pre-announcement for the December quarter. That was a huge contributor to the big rally we've seen in tech stocks. Um, and so we'll get guidance for the March quarter tonight. That's going to be watched very closely for obvious reasons. Uh, and then Whirlpool also tonight um, will give you an update on uh, not just consumer sentiment and consumer spending, but also pricing trends in, in their various categories. Um, you know, Goods have been a huge source of disinflationary pressure for the last year plus. Um, and so it will be interesting to hear them tonight talk about if that's continuing, if start, if that's starting to level out, et cetera. Um, so a lot of other news out this morning in the piece, uh, and then I have specific previews on all the events coming up. So take a look at it for more details, and thank you everyone for listening.